The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. And get ready, get ready, because we have a great guest today. I know you're going to love this show, because we have, and it is, may I say, my honor to have Don Dew, Executive Director of Reach Out USA. And let me tell you about this person. He is truly a great civil rights leader for all of us, not just for some of us, but for all of us. And that is why I was so excited to have him on the show. And I am going to be making an announcement, but before I do that, Dawn, I want to make sure they know a little bit about you. So here's my first question. You know, Dawn, a lot of people have disabilities uh, and or they're from the gay community, but not everyone decides, I'm going to go out there and be a champion. I'm going to go out there and be an advocate. So here's my question. What made you do that? Well, actually, um, because I have a disability and I was out there um, already advocating for people with disabilities, I noticed that there was kind of a lack of people that were from the gay and lesbian community or um, people who were transgender that were really out there or talking with social service agencies, I noticed kind of a, I don't want to say a, a bias, but there there was kind of a bias. And so I started trying to talk to people, finding out from like Centers for Independent Living and other social service agencies, if they really outreached to the LGBT community, the lesbian, gay bisexual and transgender communities and there really wasn't much so it, it was an area that was kind of untapped and wasn't being reached so it was either leave it unreached or go out and do something about it okay but and I want to talk about that but let me go back for a minute even as a person with a disability what what made you decide to want to be an advocate I think it it just was kind of in my blood once I saw what was going on. It, it, it gets in your blood where you you either want to do something to help change or you don't. And you wanted to I, do something about it. Of course, because otherwise, you know, if you sit on the sidelines, nothing happens. Okay, well, here's, here is 
my question. How can it be that we very well know that people from the gay community are discriminated against, and we know that people with disabilities are discriminated against, why the heck would there be that separation? Why would there be... You know, why would one group not want to help the other? Because it seems like it is separate. You know, it doesn't seem like until someone like you stood up and did something about it. You know, I have talked to people that told me they don't know what's harder, to come out and say they have epilepsy or to tell someone they're gay. Right, right. And a lot of it is lack of education. Um, There is that barrier. So, you know, and we always face barriers as people with disabilities, but there's that other barrier between the communities. And it's getting the two communities together to actually talk, see what's needed. Um, For example, people in the LGBT community aren't aware that accessibility and um, alternate formats are a necessity in, in everything that needs to be done. So somebody who comes out all of a sudden can't go live in their community and participate because they can't go to the LGBT community center because they can't get into it. There's no accessibility. So all of a sudden, it's like they haven't come out at all. Well, before we talk about Reach Out USA, for all of our listeners throughout the world, I have very, very exciting news to tell you. You do not know how honored I am that I will be announcing this on the air. But as you all know, I am on the executive committee of the American Association for People with Disabilities, and uh, it is an honor for me to be on that executive committee. I am also the chairman of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation. And so to be working with the new chairman of AAPD, Tony Quello, a person with epilepsy, think about that. We have two people with epilepsy as chairs at the same time of two of the biggest disability groups right now. So how exciting that is for me. And, you know, I think the world of Andy and Parado, I love AAPD. It's a cross-disability group, but I love the gala. They have a gala every March. Andy knows I coined it. I'm taking credit for it. I came up with the term. I call it the Academy Awards of the disability community. I mean, it is like a night at the Oscars if you're in the disability community. Anybody who somebody is there, it's a magnificent event. It's a great celebration. But we also give out very prestigious awards, such as the Paul Hearn Award. And there are two winners this year. One, and congratulations to Lawrence Carter Long, who deserves this award and is one of the winners, and I just think so highly of you. And guess what, folks? We have the other Paul Hearn Award winner right on our show right now, and that is Don Dew. And I'm so excited that you won that award, Don. So tell me, how surprised were you when you got that news? I was so surprised. Um, David Hale called me the day before Thanksgiving, actually, and 
I was I was shocked, very very shocked. Um, I, I've seen a lot of the past winners, and it, it makes me feel very humbled and honored. Well, you know what? That's just how you are. And I want to just tell you what he's meaning. This is an extremely prestigious national award, and it will be so exciting to see him receive that award, and you will still have time to go and purchase a table all you have to do is go to aapd.com to the website if you are interested in purchasing an award. I just want to tell you, this award, that night, there are senators there, cabinet heads there. I mean, this is really a big deal. And this is honoring someone for their leadership and their effort in this area. And I'll bet, Don, you had no idea this was going to happen. No, not at all. Well, what yeah, does it mean I, to you? I mean, to receive that award. It it's really it, it's overwhelming, and um, it, it does mean that uh, you know others other people have seen things that I have done more so, I guess, maybe than I have seen myself. So hopefully, I can. Um, continue and do do better for people. That that's all I can ask of myself is to help people better. Well, you know what? To see if you're listening right now, you can probably tell he's a very humble person. He truly is someone that deserves this award. He's standing up. He's standing up for all of us. He's standing up for people with disabilities, people in the gay community. He is making a statement, and that is justice for all, not just justice for some. And I'm going to tell you something. He has just inspired so many people in a short time period that I look forward to seeing more that he's going to do. And when we come back from our break, we're going to be talking about what he does and about Reach Out USA. But again, if you just joined the show right now, you're in for a real treat today because we have the executive director, Don Dew, from Reach Out USA and the new Paul Hearn Award winner from AAPD. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Don Dew. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? 
Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. If you can't put down a good mystery novel, you'll want to check out Mystery Matters with Fran Stewart. Each week, you'll hear from the top mystery writers of our time. From suspense thrillers to forensics, you'll explore all of the categories that make a great mystery work. Not only will we discuss the secrets of the story, but we'll go behind the novel to sort out all of the pieces of the puzzle. Broadcast live each Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Mystery Matters, where murder is an open an ordinary sunny day, an ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids, and they were doing nothing. They were couch slouching, they were rug imitating, and lazy minute after lazy minute was passing them by, when suddenly... Huh? Hey guys, that's a personal foul. An active activity on a sunny day. Coming to the rescue was NFL running back Reggie Bush. Players don't get lazy penalties. Let's play. Those kids, they listened to Reggie. They got up and play they did. There was fun and running. There were smiles and jumping. And laziness was crushed. Hey kids, don't get a lazy penalty. Kids, listen to Reggie and avoid lazy penalties. Be a player. Get up and play for an hour a day. Go online to check out smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Be a player. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show, and we have our great guest, Don Duth, Executive Director of Reach Out USA. And right now, I know from our producer, we have a caller on the line. Are you on the line, caller? Yes, I am. Good oh, do I not Joy. hear a dynamic voice of another dynamo, Ms. Cheryl Sensenbrenner, former chair of AAPD. Before I say anything else, I have to say this. She is not only... The former chair, let me tell you what, she is a true civil rights leader for people with disabilities. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you so much, and happy holidays to everyone. But I had to call in. I wanted to congratulate Don on winning the Paul Hearn AAPD Leadership Award. And guess when he receives it, Joyce? I when? think you know. March 10th at the AAPD Yearly Gala that we're having, and there Tom, Don will receive his award that evening. Our gala, Joyce, I know you know all about it, but if I can just go on a little bit, because that's where my hat is right now, is co-chair of that event. It is really going to be something. 
Joyce, I think you called it the, uh, it's like the Academy Award for That's those it. of us who are disabled. Yep. <laughs> it is. It's like Night it, at the Oscars. It really is, and it's not just for people that help and support um, all of our efforts, but it's for us disabled people ourselves to have a have fun and rejoice all that we can do. And, um, and it's going to be a fun evening to recognize people, and Don is the real hero of that evening for everything that he's done. And also, it's, it's a fun event. We really party, and guess, Joyce, I don't know if you know, but this year, Betsy Johnson, the designer, has graciously um, uh, contributing her talents for the whole theme of the show and a lots of Betsy Johnson things all over the place. Wow, oh, that's exciting! That is wonderful. Yeah, yeah and and, and Cheryl, also it will mean so much to all of us because it is, in fact, the 20th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. May I mention because of Cheryl's great efforts also, and her husband, Congressman Jim Sensenbrenner, we now were able to have the, the AA, the Americans with Disabilities Amendments Act restored. So you know, I always say we had an ADA, and then it went bye-byes, and now we have it back. So isn't that great? We'll be celebrating the signing of the ADA, Cheryl. Well, yes, we will, and then also, you know, we're going to be celebrating the existence of AAPD, the American Association of People with Disabilities. That's a special year for us, too, and so we'll be celebrating that. And, Don, I, again, congratulations. Did, did you know you had it cinched, Don? Or, I know you're up with some oh. competition this year. Yeah, no, I had no idea, no idea, <laughs> but, but thank you very much. Well, I am very thrilled for you, and I look forward to being able to see you that evening. And I just wanted to call in, and people, if you want to get an opportunity yourself to, to uh, meet Don and congratulate him for all that he's done, I would suggest you show up at the gala. Um, you can get information on our website. Joyce knows all about it. And it will be a partying evening for us, and we recognize and celebrate all that's happened. And as Joyce, you just mentioned, with the amendments now, those people with epilepsy, cancer, post-traumatic stress, now the courts cannot take away the rights that the ADA, the courts have, had to stand up and listen when we came around with the Amendments Act. That's right. See, if, if this would not be such a beautiful event where, of course, you're going to be dressed in business attire, but if not, I'd have my jeans and a T-shirt that says, look out, I'm covered again. But I'm not going to be doing that. In other words, hey, remember I have epilepsy, everyone, and I am covered because of that ADA Amendments Act. So this is the 15-year anniversary of AAPD. This is the 20th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. This is celebrating our Paul Hearn Award winners. And as you can hear the excitement from Cheryl Sensenbrenner, you can meet Cheryl that night also. If you go to AAPD.com, you can buy a table, buy a ticket, tell everyone you know to go to the event. When is that event again, Cheryl? March 10th. And March right 10th. now I can't, I'm not, I'm not at liberty to give out who our entertainment is yet this year, but it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. <laughs> hey, Cheryl, no, we have, just having you there is good. Just having Don Pardon? there is good. I'm telling oh, you, you're, you're I, Cheryl kidding. said, I said for the first time I went, it is like the Academy Awards 
of the disability community. It cannot, should not be missed. Get it on your calendar. Get there. Cheryl, thank you so much for calling in. Well, thank you. And, Don, you know, Betsy was telling me that some of us are going to get a chance to wear some of her attire that evening. So I'm wondering if I can find a... I wonder if she's got a Betsy Johnson tie. It might be kind of fun. <laughs> well, let's, I'll go check, okay, Don? Again, oh, congratulations. Great, yeah. and I, I'll look for, I'll see if she's got a tie because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that I get to wear one of her outfits. And Joyce, oh, i got yeah. a lobby for you. But again, look forward to seeing you all there so we can congratulate Don on all that he's done. Hey, Thank Cheryl, you, you and you, your family, I wish you a wonderful and a blessed holiday. And as a woman with a disability, thank you for everything you do. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Don. Thank you very much. Sure. Bye-bye. As you can see, Don, this is going to be a fantastic event. March 10th. Better be there. So you can see Don. You can still buy a table of a ticket. You've got to go to aap.com. You should never miss this. This is one of the best events we have. So, hey, Dawn, you and I have something in common because, as you know, and as I just announced, I live with epilepsy, and I always tell people, you know what? You really don't know what a seizure is like unless you have had one. Very hard to describe that to anyone. But I wanted to ask you, what impact did this have on you at work? Well, actually, you know, I didn't have my first seizure until I was 17, Mm -hmm. and um, then I would I would go like every six months or a year between seizures, and but they were always grand mal seizures, Mm -hmm. and it was always within two hours of waking up. So, you know, I would get up four hours before work and. I would never have a problem, but in 2002, I had six infections at once, and it changed the whole dynamic of my seizures. And so now I have three types of seizures, anytime, and it it, it changed my whole world. And I, I... ended up not being able to work, and I had to go um, go on disability. There, there was a time where I actually died after having a, a third grand mal seizure, and my partner at the time um, had to do CPR until the ambulance came. But oh, my goodness, that's terrible. Okay, listen, yeah. folks, tonic-clonic seizure, or as he said, grand mal, fall to the ground, you're unconscious, very rigid, and then you have a convulsion. But people have right. died from this, uh, no right. doubt about it. And, it do, and do you have an aura or something, Don? Do you have a warning? No, ne- never any warning. And so I, you know, I've tried 11 different medications, and... Now I'm on three, and I still have breakthrough seizures once in a while, but not as bad. But, you know, it it, it got where, since they weren't as bad, 
it was either, you know, live your life or don't live your life. And mm-hmm. being around a, a Center for Independent Living, which, you know, I had never known about. And and for people who don't know about Centers for Independent Living, they're actually a godsend for people with disabilities. And, you know, they're they're the ones that actually you know, got me involved with ad- advocating for people with disabilities and made me want to, I guess, go forward. So I, I have a, I have a big debt to Centers for Independent Living. Well, let me ask you this now. Um, when you say they, ha- what did they do? How did they help you? I guess number one, you know, they uh, centers for independent living are are civil rights um, based, you know, so they're very accepting um, of people who are are gay too. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one worry you don't have to have in the back of your head, and but my my partner was working at one and so you know I was able to learn more about you know Medicaid, Medicare going through um, the system I guess easier because that's what they do they're able to help you they can help people even with just budgeting um, independent living skills um I have a personal care attendant that helps me with, um, well, with driving. I can't drive, so it's it's something that a lot of people don't know about, and that's what I try to tell people in the LGBT community too, who are disabled, because they don't know what centers for independent living can do, and. Yeah, I I I can't talk more strongly about them, and of course they're usually the ones that lose money the fastest when budgets are cut. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Yeah, I, sadly, and there are independent living centers. If you're listening to the show right now, all across the the United States. Um, Kelly Buckland is the executive director, and just go to uh, ncil.org, and you can find where there is one where you live. But look at that. Look how it changed Dawn. Look what it did for Dawn. Hey, if you just joined us, he's a Paul Hearn Award winner. You found out first on Disability Matters with Joyce Bender at Voice America. Dot com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Don Duke. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. 
One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, <laughs> she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at pornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Welcome back. We are with Don Dew, Executive Director from Reach Out USA, and Paul Hearn Award winner for 2010. You know what? Uh, what we were talking about when we went to break is epilepsy. As you all know, I'm the national chair of the Epilepsy Foundation, and I know very well there are many people with epilepsy. They will not tell anyone that they have epilepsy. Don, why do you think that is? I think a lot of people are scared. Um, I know when I first had seizures, I, I cried after I would have them, um, which I know emotions get, or my emotions have always gotten bad after um, the big seizures. But... I, but I was never really told too much about them either. So I didn't have a, a support system. And so it was almost like it was a shameful thing because your your body um, is not reacting for you. And, and so, and, and I've, well, I've also seen how people react if you do tell them you have epilepsy or seizures and they do freak out a lot of times. And oh, they do. They do freak out. I don't know why they do. I always tell people, you know what, if I would have a seizure right now, it's worse for you 
than it is for me. Because I'm going to come to you in two minutes, and I'll be fine, but you're going to be there hysterical. So here's a little quick ad from the chairman of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation. There are over 3 million of us. There are many types of seizures. You can be seated and look as if you're staring off in space for a few seconds and you're having an obsolete seizure. You could look as if you're walking around the room in a drunken stupor and you're having a tonic-clonic seizure. I mean, a, a complex partial seizure, excuse me. And actually, the complex partial seizure is more frequent than the tonic-clonic seizure, which is what Don is talking about. And when I have a seizure, I have a tonic seizure. I do not have the clonic part, but I have the tonic part. So as you can see, there are many, many, many types of seizures, some I haven't even mentioned. So why I'm telling you this, you may be working with someone who does have epilepsy, they just haven't told you because 60% of us are controlled. But there are people who are not controlled. There are children who have hundreds of seizures every day. It's an entire spectrum. But what you can do to help the most is become educated. It is not contagious, and do not put anything in the person's mouth. They will not, cannot swallow their tongue. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to the show right now, go ahead, try. You'll see it's impossible. So education is the key. That is the key. But Don's right. People get weird when you tell them this. And, you know, Don, I've had people tell me it doesn't look as if I have it. Yeah, yeah. But I read one thing about you that just blew my mind. At some point in your life with your disability, were you not told to go to a nursing home? Uh, yes, I was. When was that, done? I was living down in Oklahoma. Um, that was in 2004, um, and my seizures were pretty frequent. And, you know, I had a partner at the time. and But we weren't known as partners, of course, because it, it was Oklahoma. And mm-hmm. um, so... The home health person said that, you know, he wasn't responsible for me and uh, it would be best just to put me in a nursing home. Unbelievable. That that just blows my mind. That is so terrible. I mean, that is really terrible. Well, here, you know, while we're on the air here, just so you know, we're also uh, on Twitter and we're on Facebook, and we have our first question here for you, Dawn, and it actually is from guess where, your own state. So here we go. It's from a Tim, and the question is, I have to know, Dawn, how in the heck were you able to stand up and admit that you're gay when you live in the state of Kansas? <laughs> that is a good question. Um, it was easy because I was I was with a partner. Um, we could have stayed silent, but, and, and, and that would have been easier, I guess, but there comes a point in your life you have to actually be who you are. And... It's either all of me or none of me. And isn't that that the truth? Now, how was? I'm sure it wasn't easy at first. 
No. Um, but like I said, you know, the Center for Independent Living here, um, like like all of them, you know, they're accepting. So, you know, that that's kind of the base of, of friends that you have to begin with are the people that you work with. And, yeah, you. I mean, it, you're just more careful other places, but hiding is not a life right i live outside of hayes kansas in a little town of 300 people they know that i'm gay um so far there haven't been any crosses on my lawn so <laughs> that's terrible I, I i i think people are just i i think people are a little more understanding than than people think. Well, they're a little more, but they aren't enough. I'm going to tell you why. I deal with, I teach high school students with disabilities about the world of work. I do this on a volunteer basis. I've done this for years. And the two groups who are bullied the most are students with disabilities and students who are gay. Right. Imagine being both. So what is happening is that I have had students who have attempted suicide from this bullying. I mean, it is terrible. People don't realize what that does to a young person, you know? They really don't. They don't don't realize what it does to a young person. But I wanted to ask you, um, you know, what do you think about that? And also, do you have any... Advice for any young person listening to this show with a disability or who is gay or who is both who is going through this? Well, I I do know, um, you know, like what I have is, as far as um, information, which you probably have too, is that suicide and suicide attempts w- um, with people who are disabled is four times higher than non-disabled people, um, youth, which those type of st- uh, statistics should actually not only astound, but make officials and school districts be a little more proactive. Um, and And that's who actually should be listening and and doing something because it's not just about anti-bullying procedures it's about being proactive and enforcing them because there are anti-bullying policies throughout a lot of the schools but when you look at what's going on they're not doing any good Um, no they're not and I'm going to tell you I had a student who did attempt suicide. Thank God I said attempt that he lived. But I've had several that had attempted suicide, but as you might guess, there are some that were successful, and I am telling you right now, I don't understand. I ask every class when I teach them, I say, like the teachers will be in the back of the room, and they'll say, oh, I'm so shocked. I didn't know this. They didn't tell me. And I will ask them, why don't you tell anyone this is being done to you and there are only two reasons number one is retaliation right 
And number two is because they don't believe anything will happen. They don't believe the teacher will help them. And I know so much is um, put upon the teachers as it is, so much pressure, but that's not as much as what pressure is on the students. You know, that's a whole totally different type of pressure. It is. Terrible pressure. And actually, you know, harassment against people or bullying um, against students with disabilities is, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it it's actually covered under, isn't it, Section 504 of the Rehab Act, the amended Rehab Act of 1973? Well, no one seems to care about that, Don. No, and because it's the one thing Don said that resonated with me is so true about the anti-bullying policies or campaigns, that isn't enough. It's you know, not. I always say there's a difference between tolerance and welcoming. And, you know, you've got to, like, somehow make this clear and get to know the kids and do something because it is happening so much, not just a little bit, and it is happening everywhere. Remember what he said, that the suicide rate is four times as high for people with disabilities? Well, when you say there's a reason, I mean, something is causing all of this to happen. And here we go. Before we go to break, we have a quick question for you from uh, Linda in Maine. And it is, John, thank you for all you were doing. I do have to ask you a question for my nephew, uh, do you have advice for someone who is gay when their parents or family are opposed to them? I would help you um, get through that because there's going to be a time that you're going to have to talk to your parents and sit down and do that, but you're going to have to actually get good with yourself first. And that's always a hard thing, too, when your parents tend to reject. Yeah, and I would say this. You know what? Remember, things change. Don't just give up right now and say, I hate them. Here's what I'd do. First of all, hatred is never good. It's never going to help you with anything. I would suggest what Dawn said. I'd look up where there's support groups. I would look on the Internet. I'd go, you know, meet people in the community. I'd get out there and I'd meet other people, and I'd come to the conclusion, look, there isn't anything wrong with me. You know, God made me. And he doesn't make mistakes. I, love, I, I know I'm a good person. And then what you have to do is you have to get to the place where you say, some things don't change, but I'm going to work on just getting better with me. That, that's, that would be my advice. And just remember what this, whoever's listening to this show, never is it worth you ending your life ever under any circumstance. And with that, we're going to go to break, and then we'll be right back to close the show with Don Dew, the Executive Director of Reach Out USA. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll be right back.
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Son, we got to talk about drinking. I know. I don't want you touching alcohol till you're old enough. Yeah, I, I know, Dad. It's not a big deal. Don't yeah, I know me, okay? And it is a big deal. Underage drinking is just stupid. Yeah, well, why'd you do it? Look, I did it because we didn't know what we know now. Alcohol affects kids differently, okay? When kids drink, it's more dangerous. And you're my kid. And just because they drink doesn't mean you have to. I, I know. I know. Look, son, I'm trying to help. I've seen what it does. I mean, you may think you can handle it, but when you drink, it screws up your judgment. Listen to me. This is real. I, I know, okay? I know. Teenagers know everything. So talk about underage drinking before they know it all. Before they're teens. Start talking before they start drinking. And keep talking. To learn more about the dangers of underage drinking and what to say to your kids, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count, minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk, which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show. This has been a great show, hasn't it? If you've been listening to Don Dew, Executive Director of Reach Out USA, make sure you tell everyone you know to go back and listen to the show. It is archived on Voice America and BenderConsult.com. But before we go any further, Don, what yes. is Reach Out USA exactly so everyone knows? Well, we're actually a nationwide organization that, uh, focuses on both the disability com- community and the <coughs> LGBT community. But, you know, I had found out that there were about 4 million um, LGBT people with disabilities. And that had been my primary focus because, like we said earlier, they were kind of falling through the cracks. And so <clears throat> I did trainings to both of the communities as far as making sure 
they either have policies and curriculums for, um, if it's the disability community, making sure that um, there's safe workplaces and non-harassment policies and non-discrimination <laughs> policies for the LGBT um, consumers and employees and how they can assess their workplace. Um, I do that for uh, social service agencies. And for the LGBT organizations, then it's kind of the flip side for um, <coughs> making sure they have disability within their organization. Um, because a lot of places will you know, have diversity policies, but they'll leave out disability or they'll leave out LGBT. Uh-huh. And um, I've never understood that, how you can be d- diverse but leave out certain sections of the population. Well, but, you can't not unless you're discriminating. <laughs> right. There's my so, opinion. <clears throat> but go yeah. ahead. So <coughs> our main focus then is bringing accessibility in all areas, which um, has been mainly in the LGBT communities trying to, like I had said, um, making sure they have alternate formats and any venues they do are accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have an anti-violence um, program to make sure that um, like shelters are accessible and uh, LGBT can come to the shelters. Like the shelter here in Hayes, um, they can receive services if they're lesbian, gay, or transgender, but we have it so they can go to a hotel to be safe. They're actually just not in the shelter itself. So that. Well, well, listen. <clears throat> how does someone get in touch with you? At Reach Out USA, and how they make a contribution? If you go to um, info at reachoutusa.org, you can contact me that way. And to make a contribution, if they just go to www www.reachoutusa.org There is a, a area on the website for that. Reachoutusa.org, is that correct? Right. Okay, if you want to make a contribution, you have it. You know what to do. And remember, if you want to see Don get this prestigious national award in Washington, D.C., March 10th, AAPD Gala, don't forget about that. Hey, Don, before we end the show today... I want to ask you a few final questions. First, I wanted to ask you, like, who was your role model? I mean, who gave you, like, what gave you the confidence? Who did you look up to that gave you the confidence to talk about your disability and about being gay? Actually, the um, executive director of the Statewide Independent Living Council in Kansas here, um, she kind of... She's kind of been my mentor since I came here, and so I I really look up to her. All right, what is her name? 
Shannon Jones. Shannon, kudos to you. Because, see, from you doing that, one person doing that, look now what Dawn's doing. From you doing that, look now how Dawn's getting that, going to be exposed nationally. This is why I tell people, you never know from giving one person confidence what could happen. So, Dawn, you have really already achieved so much, but what would you consider your personal greatest accomplishment? Oh, um, I think actually bringing disability into HRC, the Human Rights Campaign. Mm-hmm. It took it took two years, and and now they've actually put disability into that. Uh, it was a long two years to try to get them to do that. Well, still, look what happened from you doing that. It's wonderful. Okay, Dawn, so what message do you want to leave today for our listeners? To always have confidence in yourself. Speak out if you need to speak out. And keep moving forward. Never look backwards. And is it that so true? Is it that so true? And <clears throat> I have to tell you, I have so often used Tony Quello, but so appropriate today since he's the chair of AAPD and a person with epilepsy who really, you know, inspired me so much and believes in what you're doing. And Tony always says, One person, if you believe in yourself, you can make a bigger difference than you would ever imagine. And that's what Dawn Dew did. Hey, Dawn, thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you so much. And congratulations. You are awesome. I am honored to know you. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at Voice America. .com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 